Each episode of Education with an Edge is meant to create, cultivate, and inspire honest discussion about issues affecting youth. Hosted by author, artist, educator, advocate, and speaker, Jaquel Lane. Hello and welcome. My name is Jaquel Lane and I am your hostess with the mostest of Education with an Edge podcast, the podcast dedicated to all things youth because every child matters and we wholeheartedly believe that here at Education with an Edge. And I am so very honored and excited to have Jamie Vollmer here with us today. And Jamie is a dear friend of mine, but she's also a very inspiration inspirational person um, that I look up to, honestly. Um, While battling opioid addiction at the age of 20, Jamie became a young mother. As she continued to grow as an adult, so did her alcohol addiction. Now, two plus years sober, there isn't a challenge too big for this woman. Meet Jamie Vollmer, an inspirational 28-year-old who is on a mission to make a difference and share her love for sobriety. Recently being crowned Mrs. Nebraska American has allowed her to spotlight her platform, Sober Sexy Strong. Her platform educates and encourages the sober, curious community while supporting those currently battling sobriety. Jamie recently married her husband, Taylor Vollmer. Hey, Taylor. (laughs) She has an eight-year-old son, one cat, two dogs, and four horses. She works in the healthcare staffing field as a division manager for Marvel Medical Staffing, and her hobbies include riding horses, traveling, spending time with her wonderful family, and self-development experiences. Welcome, Jamie. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited. (laughs) We've been like trying to schedule this for a really long time. And I also have to do a shout out like um, congratulations and happy Mother's Day. Mother's Day is tomorrow. So um, thank you. So extra special to have you here. Um, And your little guy is so cute. And I loved seeing you as a family. We'll talk about that more. But when you were crowned Mrs. Nebraska American, that was just awesome. Oh, Words and can't he was describe so excited. how great it was. <laughs> <laughs> he was so excited. Um, so, you know, since this is a podcast that's dedicated to youth, can you tell us a little bit about your childhood and upbringing? Absolutely. So how I would describe it is I was raised in a little bit of a, a broken family atmosphere. My parents were divorced when I was three years old, and they really didn't get along. Their relationship was uh, very combative, never agreed. I just remember it always being pretty negative to be around. My mom was an aggressive alcoholic and my dad was a successful and motivated active military man. Personalities were opposite, obviously. Um, So my mom had custody of me and I spent every other weekend and Tuesday with my dad growing up. But I've always had a love for animals. So animals were a big part, really kept my sanity and and, uh, was something I enjoyed. I started riding when I was age five and actually started to take lessons when I was age seven and got more serious into riding horses. So they really turned into my life. Being able to go to the barn and have that horse community and those horse relationships or horse people relationships um, was able to provide me with an atmosphere that I didn't have in my home life. So to me, those relationships and that uh, upbringing was really invaluable to me and and still is. My horse community is amazing and my biggest supporters. Um, As I hit high school, I got a little older, right? And I struggled with my mom's addiction and I quickly actually picked up on her bad habits. She was smoking cigarettes and drinking. So I started smoking cigarettes and drinking. Um, so throughout high school, I actually struggled with a hidden drug and alcohol addiction that none of my family knew about. Um, after an eye-opening experience my senior year and with some help and uh, be able to get back on track, I was able to graduate early like I had planned um, and kind of get things back on track. That's awesome. And I appreciate so much you sharing that about, 
you know, we, we see that a lot in, in kids from divorced families, or, um, if you've had a parent that's passed away, my dad died when I was 14, that you tend to, yeah, you tend to seek outside influences or things to make you feel better to deal with that. Cause when you're a little person, those are big, big feelings that mm-hmm. you don't know how to deal with, you know? And so, which is why it's so awesome that you're willing to share your story with our young people today. Yeah. Um, who was a mentor in your life growing up and how did they inspire you? You know what? So horses was a big part of my life. Um, and we had someone move in next door to us, next to my mom and I's house. Uh, and her name was Lisa. She was one of my first horse trainers and she became basically everything to me and a second mom to me. She had three kids and a husband. I think she had four dogs, maybe seven horses, you know, something crazy. I love that. Um, <laughs> quite the lifestyle that I live now. Yes, yes. And uh, <laughs> she just took me under her wing. I originally started nannying for her and then we realized that we both had a hobby in love for horses. And, um, I think that she might've felt for me a little bit with my home life. So it just took me under her wing. I traveled with them as a nanny. And then she started to provide me with horse opportunities and, and basically funding me to ride, um, for years. She was always cool, call, calm, cool, collected, kind. I mean, really it was the polar opposite of what I had when I would go home. So it was such a safe haven and, and, she just has made such an impression on my life that to this day, I still try to be like her. Um, so Lisa, if you're listening, I love you and I miss you. Oh, that's awesome. And like such, honestly, like a guardian angel at a time when, you know, like yes. I really tru- truly do believe that, that a higher p- power puts people in our lives for a reason yes. when we need it the most. And so that's a beautiful tribute to her. And I didn't know you know, at the time, how valuable she was going to be 10, 15 years later. So now looking back, you know, and, and uh, kind of prepping for this and really kind of digging deep, I've, I've realized how big of an influence that she's been. So yes, appreciate her a lot. That's awesome. Um, so you recently competed for the title of Mrs. Nebraska and you won Mrs. Nebraskan. Congratulations. Seriously. Um, I was there and I just, I could not have been more happy for you, sweetheart. And that was just like such an awesome moment. Um, but even more remarkable than that amazing accomplishment, you have a platform that means such a great deal to you. And I think that was one of the things in my heart when I was watching you get crowned that I just thought like this young woman is going to take this and run with it because she has something to say and something to share and it's going to touch so many people's lives not just women's lives it's going to touch so many people's lives that have dealt with the things that you've dealt with and so can you tell us a little bit more about your platform and why it means so much to you Absolutely. Thank you so much. Um, The whole pageant experience was amazing and and not something I expected by any means. Um, So yes, you are 100% right. Now that I have been granted this wonderful opportunity in my road to nationals, I am going to take advantage of it and I'm going to, you know, use it to its full strength. Um, So my platform is called Sober Sexy Strong. It's designed to educate and encourage the sober curious community while supporting those currently battling sobriety. Sober curious, most people don't, uh, haven't heard that phrase before. It's basically individuals that may think any time that they're around alcohol that they have some sort of an opinion on themselves. You know, am I drinking too much? Well, maybe I'd want to quit. You know, anyone that is curious about sobriety would fall in that category. So my goal is for everyone, not just women, to see sobriety as something that is sexy and something that represents strength. Um, I really hope to encourage everyone to find their own definition of sexy. There's, uh, you know, you've got the the Urban Dictionary um, 
that definition of sexy and that's that's not real life these days so everyone needs to find their own definition of sexy mine is being confident and comfortable in my own skin I love that um so yes and and I really hope to encourage everyone to to be the strongest version of themselves every single day you're putting a hundred percent into every step that you take every moment that you have because you never know when you're you know when you're not going to have one um so really every single day trying to be the strongest person and get better and push yourself um you know that's what the platform's all about not just sobriety, but in order to find sobriety, you have to feel comfortable with yourself and you have to be strong because um, it's, it's no easy feat. So that's, I'm hoping to raise awareness and that's my mission. I think honestly, I can't think of a more, and I've talked with you on several occasions about this. Um, I am sober and I had my, I mean, my very last drink in 2016. So, but before that I'd gone through bouts of where I just absolutely wouldn't drink at all. Um, and then I would have a event like Memorial Day or something and I'd, you know, drink and, yep. and, and, um, I just never, you know, and we've talked about this, it never made me feel, um, personally, just something about alcohol just doesn't, doesn't do well in my body. It just always made me feel sick or, I mean, it really would, I felt mess, mess with my system. Um, and so you and I have talked about that, that especially in social situations and things like that, the ability to be able to say no and not have to necessarily mm-hmm. explain yourself, um, you know. And if people ask to kind of have, you know, your your line to say or whatever. Yep. But at the, at the same time, I love what you say about being, you know, um, that sexy means being confident and comfortable in your own skin because there have been tons of events that I've been at and I'm like, nope, I'll just have a Diet Coke or nope, I'll just have a seltzer water or whatever, you know, um, knowing that to me, I'm going to feel a lot better the next morning and I've got to adhere to my goals. And I know that that's like how you are too. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, so many young people, you know, are going through obstacles right now in one way or another. And I was just listening to, you know, I don't think that there's a better time for your platform and for your mission, Jamie, because we're just coming out where, I mean, and we're not there yet. Um, but we, we have recently gone through a lot of trauma throughout our world with COVID-19 and, you know, the statistics are there that, um, especially, especially addiction and, you know, alcohol, dependency, dependency on drugs is risen substantially because Mm -hmm. what were we supposed to do when we were (laughs) locked up in our house and suffering from, you know, depression or mental health issues that we know that that was on the rise. And so many young people have seen parents or loved ones, you know, go through that and maybe now more than ever, you know, maybe dad's drinking more than he ever has or mom's drinking more or using more than they ever Mm -hmm. have, which is so devastating. But um, whatever obstacles young people are going through right now, you know, I, I always like to have people on the show because someone would look at you. I mean, you're so put together. You're so beautiful. You have a wonderful family, beautiful son. Uh, she's got a complete farm. Like, like, I, mean, totally like I love it. I love your love for animals, but somebody would look at you and say, you know that she's never gone, you know, mm-hmm. I, I bet it was just like easy street for her and she's never gone through anything. Um, and I think it's so important because, there might be a young person out there that's suffering right now that that doesn't see their way to the other side. So what is, you know, one obstacle that you faced in your life that you're that you've overcome and that you're proud of overcoming? You know, you're right. Something that I struggle with every single day is people kind of look at my life and they're like, Oh, you have the fairy tale life, right? And and nobody I guess people outside of my my circle and my support system, they don't quite understand what I've gone through, you know. Um so 
the biggest obstacle that I've overcome and, and it's not something that I've actually overcome yet. It's not something I'm ever going to overcome and, and I'm going to bring it back to my addiction. Um, I have an addictive personality. So from a young age, I've always battled addiction. In high school, I battled a drug and alcohol addiction, was blessed with my son um, and he was able to pull me out of that. I mean, thank God. Um, and as I continued to be a young mother, I found myself addicted to alcohol again, probably way worse than anything I experienced in high school. So really my addiction is something that I'm constantly overcoming and constantly battling. I'd like to say that I've overcome it, but that's not something realistic to say. It's not something you can actually overcome. It's something you continue to work on. Um, but really how I'm trying to overcome it is I continue to push myself uh, by edging, educating myself about addiction. I'm constantly reading. I'm constantly researching. I'm constantly trialing, airing in my life what works for me. And I'm listening to my body. And, and really when I'm feeling those tendencies or I feel that addictive personality pop up, I try to really break it down. You know, why is this happening? Why am I feeling this way? Where did I put myself? How can I fix this? Um, and educating myself, but also on a, on a level where there's tons of books and tons of research out there that can teach you about your mind. Uh, big thing there is your unconscious mind. So that is actually what controls your addictions, your feelings. That's where everything starts is your unconscious mind. Um, so trying to teach that unconscious mind has been my mission. And, and I, I'd like to say that I've gotten pretty good at it now because my addiction isn't something that's top of mind. It rarely kind of rears its head and then I kind of sort through it. But teaching the un unconscious mind can be hard, but it can be done with repetition. So I highly suggest if you're trying to overcome something, trying to do some research on how you can teach your unconscious mind to overcome that. Um, another thing that I remind myself of and I constantly try to surround myself with the right people. Healthy people in your life that are going to have your back, that are going to encourage you. But not only that, they hold you accountable. You know, Jaquel, I shared with you my sobriety and my story. And the minute I said that to you, I was not going back because I respect you so much. You know, same thing with my husband. I told him, hey, I'm going sober. This is happening. I will never look back because they're holding me accountable. And, and telling the people that you have the utmost respect for is what's going to hold you accountable most. If you tell Joe Schmo next to you, you know, on the subway, that's not going to hold stock, you know, stock in, you know, if you tell your dad. Um, so really surrounding yourself with the right people and then also educating yourself on that. How to overcome it will, will allow you to kind of teach that unconscious mind and put you on the right track. I love what you said. And also I'm so honored and humbled because I love you so much. Mm, and it was you. super cool for you to share that with me because I was like, well, I am too. And you know, so sometimes, you know, know you felt right. I and so, was so neat. Right. So sometimes you end up, you know, talking to people and, and you might not even know their journey or their story. Mm -hmm. And so that's so important to have the right people in your life. But also I like what you said about an addictive personality, because I find that, and yes, there are, there is a percentage of people that will never be addicted to anything. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And My they're husband. just, yeah, they're just very like, balanced and and that's great and and that's the gift that they were given but like for someone like me for instance I can do that with shopping you know when the yes. Amazon boxes start, yes. start piling up man you got to dial it back or I can do that with you know certain people can do that with food with different things it doesn't just have to be um, alcohol and drugs and unfortunately you know for a lot of kids I think that it shows up in a lot of different ways I think that kids can become addicted to elect electronics I was just oh, having me too. and I yeah. know you've got a young son and it's like I think that sometimes you know 
get out in the fresh air, get, mm-hmm. and, and having, having a connection that you love, like you did with animals or something mm-hmm. that's out in nature outside is so very important. Or like, um, I know your little brother and your son go work out with your dad, your, mm-hmm, you know, with mm-hmm. their grandpa. And yeah, it, it's like, yeah. it's super cool, you know, um, just to do anything to get kind of away from that. Once you feel that, um, addictive kind of personality kicking in. And so that's such great advice. Cause I think that a lot of people struggle in different areas. Um, so one of the things I like to do here is that, you know, kids sometimes, and I, I remember really suffering from this because everybody would be like, even as a junior or a sophomore in high school, I'd be like, so what are you going to do? Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like 17. Loaded question. Like, what? I'm, I'm going to come to school. I'm going <laughs> to come to school. That's what I'm going to do. Um, but when you are like a goal-oriented person, I think it's really important for young people to share and to understand that there's lots of different career paths and there's lots of different mm-hmm. life paths. And so um, you, for instance, have a career that you absolutely love. And this this young woman is a rock star at it. And she's mm-hmm. inspired and encouraged a lot of, of other people on her team. And so can you tell us a little bit about your career and your career path and then what you love so much about your job? Oh, absolutely. So um, just to kind of to, to start, I'm in the travel healthcare staffing world. So I've been in it for about six years now. What we do is we staff healthcare professionals that are traveling um, that would like to be temporary and help hospitals that are in temporary need. So during COVID, there was tons of traveling ICU RN positions, right? Because that, there was a need there. Um, so it's not just nursing. We also staff allied health and therapy. I'm actually the division manager for our therapy and, and our new opening up home health division um, at Marvel Medical Staffing. I love where I work. I could tell you all day long. We could talk for hours about how much I love Marvel Medical. Not only Marvel, but I love the team that I work with. I have a great group of men and women, and they are driven. They inspire me every day, and they hold me accountable, which is phenomenal. So shout out to my uh, Marvel Medical Therapy Division team. Um, But really, our motto, internal motto at Marvel is humble, driven, smart. So we're looking to hire and work with people that are humble, driven, and smart. Um, And for our external employees and our travel staff, we're really looking to make a difference in the industry and help the, the healthcare industry alongside providing transparency for the traveler. When you're traveling, there's going to be quite a few things that you can't control, right? And and really, when we're helping these people, they're going to have some some doubts and some worries, and we're there for them. And how we set ourselves apart at Marvel is transparency for the traveler. Um, Why I love my job, back to that, is, you know, we really focus on the culture in the office, so it doesn't feel like work. And we've got such a great work-life balance that they're really teaching me that, you know, I can be in this industry for a long time, even though it's high stress, you know, finding that work-life balance is really important and it allows you to have longevity in your career. There's so many people that go into sales or recruiting and they, you know, they bust their tail for five, six, seven years, and then they move to something else because they're burnt. Um, And so the idea is to find that happy medium so you can have a lifelong career versus stints in different careers and and having to change. So um, I hope to continue to grow through our leadership programs at Marvel, and and I'm really excited for their support and and really want to make a difference in the healthcare industry. Well, thank you so much for all that you do for supporting our healthcare industry and especially supporting our nurses after this year. I can't yeah. tell you thank you enough. Thank you to all of your nurses and thank you to your staff and to your team because they're the true the true heroes this and year for sure. Happy Nurses Week. Yes, it's happy, happy, I was going to say. Nurses Week. Happy <laughs> Nurses Week, everyone. Yeah, I love that. Um, 
you know, and we, we've touched a little bit on this, um, during the show, but you have an exceptional and precious relationship with animals, but especially horses. And you're very active in a, in equestrian. Can you tell us more about your passion for this sport and how it enriches your life? Yeah, absolutely. So they've been in my life forever. Um, and in my childhood, they provided that uh, support when I needed it. Right. And as I continued to grow I had my son and I had a couple years that, that I was out of horses because I really had to focus on being a young mom struggling with addiction, right? Um, and when I was able to hop back into having horses, my life got back on track. And now my husband and I own an acreage where it's called, it's called JT Thoroughbreds and we work with thoroughbreds off the track. Thoroughbreds are a breed of horses and the horses that you see run in the Kentucky Derby, that's them. So we uh, work with thoroughbreds off the track. I have quite a few connections locally and throughout the country. Um, And we bring them in. We let them rest for a couple of months. And then basically what I do is work with them, see what they want to do, and help them find their next career. the, there's so many so many resources that really need help kind of finding their next career. So that's that's what we provide and and they also provide a little bit of um, of encouragement, I guess. They're constantly challenging me and teaching me. Each horse is going to be different and, and they can't talk to you. So I almost have to just figure out their encrypted way of life and figure out what they need and want just based on their body language and their cues. Um, so it really has allowed me to kind of pick up on my empathy side because I have to read horses and animals without words. So kind of transitioning that over to people also is something that's been helpful. I think that's so beautiful. And I, um, I'm from Western Nebraska and we had horses growing up at the ranch and things. And I think horses are the most kind of therapeutic Mm -hmm. animals in a way, because I think they're very intuitive to how you're feeling. There's been a lot of research done with um, horses and how they can help actually children with autism or actually children Mm -hmm. that have gone through any kind of trauma. And so I think that that's beautiful that you're giving them a second chance at life themselves, because I know that sometimes, you know, that's, there's other options, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. And so that's awesome that you're kind of a safe haven for them. Yeah. Very beautiful. A fun fact with that is uh, horses and why they can connect with um, children that are going through some sort of therapy or or any human is that they have the ability that their heartbeat syncs with yours. So that is why whenever you're around horses, you know, and they say that horses can sense your, your anxiety. It's because they're they try to sync up their heartbeats. So in the wild, horses sync their heartbeats up together so that they can kind of communicate that way. There's a lot more info if you want to get in depth to it. But on the surface, you know, they're trying to connect their heartbeat to you. And so when you're nervous, they get nervous because they are matching that, right? And um, when autistic children are around them, you know, their heartbeat, they're trying to sync them and they're able to actually pull their heartbeat into theirs and calm them down. So neat little fun fact for you. That's super neat. No, Mm -hmm. that's really, really neat. Um, If there was one piece of advice that you would give a young person going through a difficult time right now, what would it be? Oh gosh, I preach this to absolutely every human that I meet is to never get up, give up and never lose sight of your goals. I mean, never. Never allow yourself to make an excuse that, oh, I can't hit that goal because believe me, I used to say that. And since sobriety, I have hit every goal that I've had since I was four years old. And man, I'm like, God, I got to come up with some new goals. (laughs) You know, I've always wanted to have a farm, always wanted to be married to an amazing husband, wanted to have an awesome career, wanted to be financially free, you know, just all of those things I never thought I would have. Um, 
and and now I have them. So never give up, never lose sight of your dreams and always keep pushing. I love that um, piece of advice too, because oftentimes we can allow the negative self-talk in our heads, talk mm-hmm. us out of it, like, or that we don't deserve it or whatever. And so that's so very prevalent and important that you said, just never give, never give up and never lose sight of your goals. Never lose, you know, trust in yourself, basically. Yeah. Awesome. Um, you know, uh, what is one favorite motto or quote that you live by? Kind of goes off what I just said, but you can do anything you set your mind to. Um, and again, I, I would never preach anything that I haven't been able to, or, or I couldn't do myself. So whenever I say say anything, it's because I've experienced it. I believe it um, and, and I can do it too. So, so can you. Um, so you can do anything you're, you set your mind to. You are your biggest cheerleader and you can be your biggest critic. So to keep in mind that you're using those two resources of, of yourself in the correct manner. So pushing yourself forward and being your biggest cheerleader, but also being able to reflect and make sure that you're improving in some of the weaker spots. Um, but you control your life. You are the only person that will hold yourself back. There, there are certain things you'll have to overcome and certain barriers that you'll have to climb over, but really that barrier is standing in front of you and you can climb it. So get to the other side and get it done. I love that. Listen to that. Listen to that. If you don't, if you don't listen to one other thing, it's so very important. And speaking of goals, and I know this is a loaded question, but what are some of your goals that you have for 2021, my dear? Oh gosh. Um, so 2021, it has been, you know, you can't really control life right now. I've just given up on that. So (laughs) what I'm just really focusing on is Mrs. American, you know, heading to the pageant in November for 10 days and having the opportunity. I never thought that I'd be going to the Mrs. American pageant. I mean, never in my life did I think I'd be in a pageant, nor did I think I would get to nationals. Um, so I'm ramping up. I'm ready to go. I'm going to go after this, you know, kind of getting the crown this time was, um, I was just trying to raise awareness and do my thing and I didn't care what the outcome was. And, and when that outcome was uh, given to me and that opportunity was presented and that door was opened, you know, I don't do anything halfway. So I'm going to give a hundred percent and I'm, I'm really hoping to place in the top 15 there. If anything, just trying to raise awareness for my platform. Goal is to help one person. As long as I help one person, I'm happy. And and along that, I, I'm writing a book about my journey. So hopefully I'll finish that up this year. Got a lot going on. So things kind of have been a little slowed down and prioritized. Um, and since we hadn't been able to travel in 2020, I really want to get my family experiencing things that we've never experienced. You know, you, we, we don't have a very long life. Um, and, and so I just want to make sure that we're living it to the fullest. I love that. Those yeah. are... Those are um, some of the greatest goals that I've heard this year. And I no doubt that you're going to make everyone proud in everything and every endeavor that you're going after. Honestly, we're very, very proud of you. Um, so, and on that, since our viewers will want to follow your journey and all the amazing things that you're doing in our community and for individuals who are suffering from addiction, where can we find you on social media? Where can we find your website? All that good stuff. Yeah. So I'm on social media, um, Facebook for sure. My page is Sober Sexy Strong dash Mrs. Nebraska American. Um, you can follow my journey there. I'm constantly posting tips, tricks that are going to be really revolved about sobriety, 
sex, finding your sexy and finding your strong. Um, also got some kind of nutrition and, and physical fitness tips in there as well, just because that's really a, a way of life, you know, really, really getting a healthy way of life there. Um, I'll be honest, Instagram is hard, um, but I'm on Instagram. I'm working on it. I'm on like th- week three of learning it. Um, you know, you ask someone else and they're like, oh, Instagram's so easy, but I'm on there. So we're sexy strong. Um, but bear with me if you see something crazy or like I'm videoing something random, it's cause I just don't know how to use it. So you're fine. <laughs> you're, you've got a lot. Go- we're, we're going to be able to find you regardless. And, um, I think that I speak for everyone in saying we're so very proud of you. We're so very, um, happy for you and not just everything that you're accomplished, but you're somebody that's helping other people. And that's an inspiration to all of us. So Aww, you're such an inspiration. Thank you so much. Um, of course. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. And thank you all for being with us here today. Um, once again, this is Jaquel Lane, your hostess of Education with an Edge. And we just want to give a shout out at the end of each program. If you are someone that's suffering, be it a youth or be it an adult um, during this time, we just encourage you to reach out. We're great partners with Boys Town, the Suicide Hotline, um, or we have resources here that we can be made available to you in terms of mental health and get you the help that you need. But you're definitely not out there suffering alone. We need your love. We need your light and we need you to keep fighting. So with that being said, um, we're so very grateful that you could join us today and we're signing off on Education with an Edge. Until next time. If you have a question or just want to learn more, go to JaquelLane.com. Thanks for listening to Education with an Edge. A Huda Media Production.